Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for January 19th, 2024. If you're new here, I've been doing this for over 26 years. Now, the video portion is about 14 years old, but I've been doing today's word for this is year number 27. The Lord told me to put his word in people's email inbox in December of 1997, and I've been doing it ever since. And so now we're doing it. We're sharing the word of God. What we do is we gather around the word of God on a daily basis. We seek what God is saying to us for this particular season. I give you the scripture and then we break it down. And I say, I ask you this question every day. So what does this mean for you today? So we turn the corner on today's word from information to application. Our goal on today's word is for our learning to turn into living. And so if you're new here, welcome. And if you're not, then welcome back. And so we're about to get into the word for this morning. Right now, I'm teaching a series on being laser focused on the fixed purpose that we believe that God has established for us for 2024. And a few days ago, I introduced you to Mary and Martha. Uh, There's a foundational scripture we've been looking at, Proverbs 4 and 25. We'll look at that. But then we've been looking at Mary and Martha as well, and we're learning from both. We're about to go back to that. We're flowing in that same vein again today. And the title of today's message is Aligning Your Life with God's Will. Put in the chat, I align my life with God's will, learning from Mary and Martha. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's get into the word of God for this morning. We are aligning our lives with God's will. So what we're saying is I often say that powerful things happen when you make a human alignment with your divine assignment. So if you believe that God already made plans for you from the foundations of the world, and if you believe that God does have a will for your life, and I believe that, I believe the Bible teaches that, then when we align our lives, when we make a conscious decision to align our lives with God's will, we're coming in alignment with heaven. And then we get to not just wait to leave the earth and go to heaven someday, but we get to experience heaven on earth every day. Say amen to that. Proverbs chapter four and verse 25 says this. This is a scripture we'll be looking at all year. Set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. I told you before uh, that earlier in the message that we're going to be looking at at, uh, Mary and Martha. This is Luke chapter 10, verses 40 through 42. And we've been looking at this for days. The Bible says, but Martha was distracted. So Jesus was in their house. Jesus was in the house of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. He came to town. He's ministering. And Mary and Martha was like, oh, wow, we got this amazing guest. The man of God is here. And so the two sisters have Jesus and his team there. Mary is listening to what Jesus is saying because he's releasing, he's speaking, he's pouring out the oracles of God. And Martha was was worried about like taking care of her guests. So she's running back and forth to the kitchen. She's getting things ready and all of that. And she's frustrated that her sister is not helping her. So the Bible says that she was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. So she came and asked Jesus. He actually interrupted Jesus while he was teaching. And she said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left all the work to me? Tell her to get up and help me. 
And Jesus said, Martha, Martha, no, you, you are worried and upset by many things. A few things are needed, and right now, really just one. And Martha has chosen that which is better. And it will not be taken, I mean, Mary has chosen that which is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And he was saying, listen, right now, I'm teaching stuff that is beyond the wisdom of this world, and you're worrying about dishes and drinks, and do you have some water? Come on, don't even worry about that. What I'm doing right now is way more important. Your sister is getting a download from heaven, and you're frustrated in the kitchen. You are distracted and you're worried by many things. So what does this mean for you today? Remember this year, Proverbs chapter 4 and 25, I'm going to be teaching about being laser focused on the fixed purpose that God has for us, being locked in, setting our gaze, and not being distracted by anything else. I just want to, I want to walk out my divine purpose and I will not be distracted by anyone or anything. So there's three things I'm going to share with you on this Friday morning. Now, as I get into these three things, there's a lot of teaching here. I want you to open up your heart to receive. You ready? Number one, embracing God's direction over personal preferences. So this is, you got to embrace the will of God over personal preferences, personal desires, customs and courtesies, all of that. One of the things that I teach my children um, is I tell them all the time that I like to teach by both precept and example. Um, and so as I'm, I'm doing this, um, I like to give by both precept and example, examples to where I teach my children, my life is not my own. So there's been plenty of times where I brought my family together and said, look, I know I said we were going to do this, but I believe the Holy, the Lord told me, no, I need you to do this. Like for example, Isabella and I, right now it's cold in Virginia. Our desire was to live in Florida. <laughs> and the Lord said, no, you're staying in Virginia. When the Lord told me to stay in Virginia, I told the Lord, it's cold here. I don't want to stay here. But the Lord said, hey, look, this is where I want you. And so I have to do what God has called me to do. I am not the captain of my own ship. My life is not my own. And so my children know that. And so I let them know that, listen, there are certain things that the Holy Spirit tells us to do. And even if it was not what I planned, even, even if it was not what I wanted, I have to place God's will above mine. That means that Jesus is Lord. And if he's the Lord of my life, he's in charge and I'm not. So there's two positions that you have to fill every day. Put this in the, in the chat. I have to fill two positions. Here are the two positions, the throne and the cross. And I want you to think about these positions from time to time, the throne and the cross. So if you are on the throne of your own life, that means that you're in charge, that you, you, you know, you're one of those people that thinks that you, you design your own destiny. <laughs> that your life is all about you and your decisions. And so if you're on the throne, that means that you're in charge. And honestly, you're the Lord of your own life. You're the captain of your own ship. You're making your own decisions. You're big, bad, and bold. And you have to deal with the repercussions of those, those decisions. That also means that the other position, the cross, is where Jesus is. And Jesus is still on the cross and he's dead to you. Now, if you say, no, 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 Brother Pina, Jesus is my Lord. That means that he's on the throne. And if Jesus is your Lord, that means that he's in charge. You're not. He's the captain of the ship. He's charting the course. He's telling you where to go. That also means that the other position is for you. That's the cross. That means that you're taking up your cross daily and following him. You're dying to self. You're dying to selfishness. You're dying to selfish desires. You're dying to sin. And Jesus is telling you what to do. And you are only doing what you believe he is leading you to do, even when it's something you don't want to do, right? So it has to be even above your own personal preferences, your own personal decisions, everything. 
It has to be that he's in charge and you're not. So what does that have to do with this passage? So Martha was diligent in her serving. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, like I, I was, I'm from the, I'm from, my family's from the Dominican Republic. We were raised a certain way in, in, the, in the Caribbean that, look, you know, our customs and courtesies, if somebody comes over to your house, you're going to serve your guests. Like there's a certain thing like you have to. And, and, and so, so Martha was doing what you, you would make the argument. She was actually doing the right thing. She was serving her guests, right? And she was doing it. She was doing it with diligence. What she did was commendable. However, it overshadowed what the Holy Spirit was doing. The Holy Spirit was moving. And so while the Holy Spirit is moving in her house, she's focused on customs and courtesies and tasks. And my mama raised me this way. And my mama told me if somebody comes over to your house, you got to make sure you offer them something. Y'all want some coffee? Y'all want something to eat? You want some water? What y'all need? You sit down. Everybody good. And, you know, and so, so she's doing that and her sister's receiving and she's mad at her sister. You got to have the, the spiritual discernment to know that if God wants you to do something, he will often lead you to do something, even when it goes against your personal preferences or the way you was raised or your customs and courtesies, right? So what she was doing was honorable. It was respectful. But since the Holy Spirit was there, it, watch this, while Jesus was pouring out, she was missing out because she was doing what she was raised to do. And you would make the argument that she was, she was. I'm sure her mama taught her to do that. And so she was doing the right thing, the way that she was raised by her culture, but she was doing the wrong thing because she was ignoring the Holy Spirit. And so if you, there will be moments where the Holy Spirit tells you to do something and you're like, ooh, well, my mama told me to do it this way. And the Holy Spirit says, I know what your mama said, but I need you to do this. And so if you're not sensitive to the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit, you, you run the risk of missing out on God's best. So it is essential for us to balance our natural responsibilities, customs, courtesies, cultures, all of that with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Martha was so absorbed in the, in the natural that she was missing out on the spiritual. There are moments that God has ordained, that God has orchestrated, that God has set up divine moments, divine appointments for us. And if we are not sensitive to the Holy Spirit, if we're not laser focused on the fixed purpose that God has for us, if we're not locked in on what we believe, no distractions, then we might miss out on God's best because we just put our life in autopilot and we're just doing the things that we think that we're supposed to be doing. And we, we like, well, I've always done it this way. And my mama raised me this way and I'm supposed to do it this way. But you got to be listening to the Holy Spirit because watch this. God is a spirit. God communicates with us spirit to spirit. So God is spiritual, not sensual. There will be many times where the Holy Spirit tells us to do something that doesn't make sense. That The Holy Spirit will tell, put in the chat, God tells me to do things that don't make sense. God will tell me to do things that don't line up with my culture or my, my customs and courtesies, and I have to do it anyway. And so this means that in this season, as I close out the first point, in this season, as we get ready for 24, in this season, you should pause, slow down, pray. Be open to God. Lord, what do you want me to do? Be in a posture of prayer and worship. And, and know that, yes, you're trying, you have all these plans, you have all these ambitions, you have, have all these desires, you, you, but what you want to do is slow down long enough and say, Lord, not my will, but thy be done. So you show me, Lord, if there's, if there's anything on my plan for 2024 that you didn't give me, I don't want it. 
Tell me what I need to cross out. Tell me what I need to add. I just want to do what you want me to do. I don't want to put my life on autopilot. I don't want to just do stuff because I know how to do stuff because I just do stuff. I don't want to just do this on Thursdays because that's what I always do on Thursdays. No, Lord, I want to know what you want me to do. I, I want to be sensitive to the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit. I, I want to be locked in on your fixed purpose. I, I, I want to avoid all distractions, even if the distractions are self-inflicted. I, I, I want to avoid anything that will keep me from the openness of the Holy Spirit to be in a posture to where, like Mary was, in receive mode. Whenever you're releasing, I want to be receiving. Say amen to that. That was number one. Number two, learning to prioritize the eternal over the temporal. Put in the chat, I, I prioritize the eternal over the temporal. Let me take my time on this point. The contrast between Mary and Martha underscores this principle. What's the principle? Sometimes the, the Holy Spirit will lead you to do things that have eternal value, even though they may cost you something in the immediate sense, in the temporal. So Martha was preoccupied with the immediate, right? Mar Mary was focused at Jesus's feet. Now, let's say, for example, that while Mary was receiving, that things were piling up in the kitchen. Okay, well, then Mary says, I'll deal with that later. So you got to learn how to prioritize when God is moving, when God is speaking. Listen, there's going to be plenty of time for you to get caught up on the things that you need to get caught up on. But when God is speaking, you need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Our lives are often filled in 2024 with the urgent, right? Our lives are often filled with things that demand our immediate attention. However, if you want to be the man of God, the woman of God that God has called you to be for, for 2024 in this particular season, you got to focus in on things that have eternal value and give those things the precedence that they deserve. This requires a daily commitment to assess our activities, to assess our decisions, to assess everything, watch this, through the lens of eternity and the filter of the Holy Spirit. I look at my life, put this in the chat, I look at my life through the lens of eternity and through the filter of the Holy Spirit. So there are things when, I, when I'm cognizant that, that, that my life has eternal value, if I really inspect my life, I may find that I'm wasting or spending more time on the temporal than on the eternal, that I'm actually spending more time on things that might have immediate gratification, but they don't have eternal value. So I know that you have a lot of things to do. Listen, I, I, we all do. We all have more tasks than time. Don't come to me and tell me you're busy. Believe me, I do. I got a lot of stuff going on, right? But if you don't slow down long enough to let the Holy Spirit speak to you and develop a divine discernment, um, then you run the risk of just being busy like Martha was and completely miss, missing out on what God is doing when God is moving. See, God's purpose for us often involve activities that may not yield immediate results, but these are things that have lasting value. So let me say it another way. God is not concerned, put this in the chat, God is not concerned with my immediate comfort or my immediate gratification. No, God is concerned with the eternal. God is looking at the long haul. So God will tell me to do things that may not bring me immediate gratification. As a matter of fact, God will tell me to do things that may not contribute to my comfort. 
God will tell me to th- do things that may be that may cost me something. It may cost me time and energy and focus. God may d- tell me to do things that may mess up my whole calendar for the week. But if I'm listening and I'm sensitive to the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit, then these things will bring an eternal return. These are, these are things that have eternal value. These are things that have value now and in the world to come. And so, I like for example, the Apostle Paul said this. He said, bodily exercise profits little, but godliness profits now and in the world to come. So what are you saying is that like, if you just go to the gym, go to the gym, go to the gym, it does profit you, but it profits you little in comparison to the eternal value that you get from godliness, from developing godliness. I'm not saying don't go to the gym. Take care of your body, eat right, I got it. But you shouldn't spend five hours in the gym and five minutes in the word because now your priorities are messed up. Now now you're focused way too much, your time, energy, and effort on things that are temporal because this body came from the dust, it's gonna go back to the dust and you're not focusing on your spirit, man, which is gonna live forever. You got it? Say amen to that. Does that make sense? So so in 2024, if you want to to maximize your purpose and potential, you're going to have to learn how to focus on things that have eternal value. Say amen to that. So when you put God's kingdom agenda uh, above your own, then your calendar may look different, but that's okay. Like, for example, there's things that I do that that, you know, that a lot of people that, that are in corporate America with me don't do. Uh, so like, like last week, uh, you know, I, I, I preached, uh, I ministered to some folks in Pakistan. Obviously I'm doing today's word. I'm, so in the middle of a, a work week with all these business meetings, I may have meetings that have nothing to do with corporate America that have everything to do with the kingdom of God. And that's fine with me. Why? Because I put God's kingdom first. And, and since I take take care of God's work, he takes care of mine. All right. All right. Number three, last point. Let me let you go on this Friday morning. Number three, um, Cultivating a heart of worship in the in the midst of activity. This is important. I'm a worshiper. I love to worship. Praise is good and everything, but I, I just love to worship. And so Mary's posture at the feet of Jesus was not just like a physical representation of, oh, this is what that looks like physically, but it was a heart of worship. Her heart was, was in a posture of worship. So if you want to stay locked in in 2024 on the fixed purpose, on the path, on you want to be gazing on what you believe that God has established for you from the foundations of the world, you got to maintain a heart that is attuned to God. Put in the chat, my heart is attuned to God. And one of the ways to keep your heart attuned to God is through worship. This is why I love worship. Worship, worship is not about a song. It's not about a service. Worship is a lifestyle. It's about recognizing the sovereignty of God and living your life every day with your heart in a position of worship where you are constantly seeking to respond, that you reverence God, that Jesus is the Lord of your life, that you're open to him. You could be talking to somebody. You could be walking out of a Walmart. You could be getting on a plane and the Holy Spirit says, hold on, I need you to talk to this person. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll talk to whoever you want me to talk to. Like I got delayed yesterday in the airport uh, because of the snow and all of that. And then as I was getting something to eat, as I was walking out, I was about to go boom. And then the Lord was like, talk to this person. I'm like, okay, what? You just keep your heart open to a position of worship, a position, a a heart that is open to the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit. If your heart is conditioned to worship, you will also be conditioned to to listen and be open to the Holy Spirit and what he's saying in every season. See, cultivating a a worshipful heart involves acknowledging God's presence everywhere, whether I'm on a plane, whether I'm in a meeting, 
whether I'm on a Zoom call. This is not just by church. This is wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, I know that God is present and he is there and I'm a God carrier. So I, I'm, I'm open to divine appointments. I'm open to whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do, however he wants to do it. This approach, like for example, I, I called somebody um, a couple of days ago and, and it was business related. And I called and I said, hey man, uh, um, you know, thank you for taking my call. And it was like, oh, and the guy said, well, yeah, man, you know, appreciate it. Uh, you know, uh, been going through some stuff. My father passed away. Uh, and then, you know, last year around this time, my mom passed away. And I said, okay, well, um, if it's okay with you, because this was a business thing. <laughs> I said, if it's okay with you, before we talk about anything else, uh, do you mind if I pray, pray for you? And he was like, oh man, please do. You know what I'm saying? And so then I was like, man, forget that. The Lord was like, forget the business stuff. That stuff will take care of itself. I need you to pray for this person. And so then I was like, man, let's pray. Glory to God. You know what I'm saying? So you want to be open like that. And I know that everybody's not going to do that. Everybody's not going to do that in corporate America. But I'm saying if you're open to it, if your heart is open to worship, then God will give you moments and opportunities and, 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 and he will use you as a conduit of his light and his love in this world. Say amen to that. So you got Mary and Martha. You got one that was in worship, one that was working, one that was frustrated, one that was receiving, one that was doing chores, one that was doing dishes, and the other one that was in receive mode. Which one do you want to be? I'm not saying that you can't work. Of course you got to work. There's a time to work. If you don't work, you don't eat. But even while you're working, you should be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. While you're performing your daily tasks, you can have an, an attitude and a posture of worship. So you you keep your heart open to God. You, you are living your life with your heart anchored in worship to the point where you are open to whatever God wants to do, however he wants to do it every day of your life. That's how we're going to make the most of 2024. You got it? Say amen to that. All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I live with a laser focus on your fixed purpose for my life this year. I commit to your divine plan. I prioritize your will over my desires. I choose eternal values. I invest my time in things that last forever. In every task, big or small, my heart remains in a posture of worship, open to you and open to glorify your name. I surrender my preferences, even my customs and courtesies, to you and to your purpose. As the Holy Spirit guides me, my daily activities become acts of worship, reflecting my love for you. I trust in your eternal plan, finding peace and purpose in your presence. I am attuned to your voice, and I'm quick to respond in faith and obedience. So living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. On Monday, I'm going to have another one. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting today's word, you're not getting my notes, go to today's, what? You get the notes for free, sign up. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. It's Friday. If you're not a partner with us, with Rigan Isabella Pena Ministries, you're going to see how to do that. Go to ripministries.org, click on the donate button, become a partner with us if you want to support what we're doing. And... All your donations are tax deductible in the United States. I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. Go into the chat put that, uh, and write something in the chat about how this message was a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing weekend. 
greater is coming for you. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.